I was uh, on the national TV on, on Saturday describing uh, why I gave no interviews in the past six months or since the election. Talk, I talked about uh, current state of um, affairs in Bosnia-Herzegovina on the political scene and um, described in, in a way what it is that uh, we did platform for progress in the meantime and how we are positioning ourselves in contrast with all of those who have um, who are participating in, in, in informing the government at various levels. And it seems that it went pretty well, based on the feedback. Then uh, I also published an article that was uh, published in the uh, Charlotte magazine. And then I went to Ljubljana. Ljubljana is the capital of Slovenia. There, uh, there is the institute that looks into the uh, political situation in the Western Balkans and then broader than that, uh, including the world politics. The reason they are interesting to me is that they often have a really insightful analysis about what is happening, not only in Bosnia-Herzegovina, but in, in the whole region. I went and I talked to um, the head of that institute, who is a Bosnian, and um, really had a nice discussion, attended um, a seminar that they offered. There was a presentation by the a Palestinian Christian who lives in Israel, who talked about the Palestinian-Israeli conflict as well as uh, these new judicial reforms that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, was trying to or is trying to implement and apparently because of the uh, large protests back home, he decided to postpone the implementation of those. Uh, talked about uh, both with that visitor as well as the, the heads, uh, there are two people heading this institute, IFIMES, that's the, the short for the IFIMES for the institute. And um, really, they had some nice insights, both about Platform for Burgess, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and the whole region. And I will continue that conversation with them, hopefully, soon. In addition, I uh, yesterday published uh, a 5 minute and 23 seconds video. And I know that that's a long a video for today's, according to today's standards, nobody has time for anything greater than longer than 15, 30 seconds. But it was um, 
apparently uh, fairly well received based on the number of shares that it had, the number of people who had a chance to look at it. Uh, and it was about a different take on the situation in Bosnia-Herzegovina. In, in, in this particular case, everybody's complaining about something, all the ethnic groups, except for the the largest one, because everybody is not a large, larger nation. Uh, there's a nationality in Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Bosnian-Herzegovinian nationality, and everybody here is a Bosnian or Herzegovinian Bosnian. Um, however, they have no rights according to the constitution. If you declare yourself a Bosnian, you cannot run for uh, for president, and you don't have participation in the parliament and so on. So I talk about that as an integrating factor, as something that we need more of those factors that uh, join us together rather than things that pull us apart. And um, so that is the, I think that is it when it comes to the, um, some kind of outreach toward the external side, toward the population or the media. Um, since we had our last, uh, the first meeting of the presidency, and I think we talked about it already, uh, I had uh, conversations with some of the members of the presidency um, to figure out how to help them do this step, because now all of them have concrete assignments, concrete expectations, service, if you will. And I'm waiting to, for that to actually to get started because two of them especially have a big and important role in developing the organization and those are the vice presidents and they need to, their organizational units, uh, re-energize and, and get them started. Uh, they were clearly, they are clearly at different levels of um, um, understanding of their role and um, initial start when it comes to preparing uh, the concrete set of steps that they will follow in order to succeed in, in their and in our mission. Um, we'll need to work with them closely in order for all of this to, to take place. Um, I'm getting just a personal uh, subjective assessment, getting more recognition as I walk the street. Every time you show up on television, those people recognize that you are alive and you exist and you you, you keep fighting. And um, um, comments are very encouraging in that sense. Um, uh, things that also we need to resolve is that in our office, financial part of the office, we need to submit all the um, reports, financial reports, to the Central Action Commission that we have to do. And there's a lot of anxiety in preparing all the documents because it's a tedious work and needs to be done. And we are trying to be more responsive than anybody else, but because we are detailed and everything has to be according to the to the rules and regulations, and we are understaffed, uh, 
it is really hard to keep the, the deadlines and do things according to uh, the requirements uh, within the allocated time. Uh, it's a month of Ramadan in Bosnia-Herzegovina and um, the meal at night which with which you break the fast is called iftar and often you have those invitations to uh, share that meal with somebody as friends or family sometimes those are um, official functions but I usually reserve the time only for friends and family. Um, things usually normally slow down during the month of Ramadan just because people stay up until 4 a.m. so that they can um, eat before they break, before they start fasting, then they sleep longer and so on. But this time it doesn't seem to be the case completely because of the political situation. The government is uh, is formed at the level of the country, but not at the level of the entity called Federatia, which is really interesting. There are some uh, there's some infighting and um, within the political parties that are fighting to form the government and we on the sideline just watching and observing how bizarre it has gotten. Everybody talks about programs um, that they will be all for A, B, C, D and when it comes to form the government it's all about who will get what. Um, things have, there, there are some um, Things are really heating up. There are some demonstrations uh, for Friday announced. We have we have, we are not participating in those. Announced in front of the office of the high representative because of the his role that he played in making things tougher by changing the rules, how the government is formed the night of the elections, and because he got us in some trouble that. Uh, was never there before because of those changes. Now he's expected to make additional changes and everybody's afraid of those because once you start tinkering with the system uh, that you then understand completely, there are so many unintended consequences that you, in the end, uh, you pay the price and the, and the citizens pay the price and the political parties that get the majority pay the price because now there's a different way of computing majority and so on. In any case, um, things are continuing. I'm going to head to the States in, in April to finish the semester. Uh, but hopefully we will use this time to um, get everything in place because now we have all the tools for that to happen. The most important thing is find the people who will make the necessary changes and that is our primary task. Find the people who can who can and are willing to help us make the necessary changes both within the country and the party. And that's it for today from me. Is it a relief for you to be able to finally, as you were saying, kind of break the silence in terms of the outreach now to the outside now that the restructuring has, has been completed? 
It was, and as I said, uh, the first question from the uh, the reporter was, why were you so quiet for all these six months? You said nothing. Why not give interviews? And I said, well, per, first of all, you have to give the new government a chance to to form the government and to take some initial steps so that we can see them uh, in in action. And the other one is we needed to take the time to make some internal changes. And now that that's been gone, that has passed, uh, then I can certainly uh, speak with some arguments, both as to what happened within the restructuring of the Platform for Progress and in the government with the few steps, first few steps of the of the political parties that uh, that have or are planning to form a government at various levels, and so yes, it was a it was a really good feeling. Uh, I was um, there was some anxiety about it because I haven't done it in a while and, and had no question, had no clue in what direction will the conversation go because the reporter is the one who is driving that discussion. Uh, also, a lot of expectations uh, from our people um, in terms of the first interview after the elections that will somehow help us get moving in the right direction. And so I was relieved, to tell you the truth, when it was over. <laughs> um, that was the first time, actually, normally I I thrive in those situations. I like them. Um, I like to talk about issues, things. I like to convey a message. And this time it was uh, a lot of pressure, and you feel it on your shoulders, the tension, and so on. So, um, for the first time ever, after the giving an interview, I felt good that it was over. Normally, it's like, oh, I had more to say. Why didn't you let me do it? Uh, and this time was both, actually. I had so much more to say, but didn't have a chance. Uh, the questions were not such that allowed for me to um, steer away from the questions and go into the territory that I wanted to cover. But So I was trying to do both somehow, but I remember the distinct feeling when it was over that I was happy that it was over. Happy that it happened and happy that it was over. What did you, I mean, bottom line, did you feel it went well though? I mean, you were able to at least convey some of the things that you wanted to get out there and it's kind of a building block moving forward? Yes, I, I well, initially, right after that conversation, the interview, I felt okay, but disappointed that I didn't have a chance to say 70% of the things I wanted to say. And I understand the the format of the, the show, the, uh, the, the interview is that they need some exclusive information. They need some the news that is of um, interest to most people in the sense that they didn't know and it's sensational in some sense and 
that is what sells. What I wanted to talk about is fundamental problems in the country and why this is this cannot go any other way than the predictable way when you face that situation of that kind. However, didn't have a, an opportunity to do that. So right after it was over, I felt disappointed. Glad you haven't disappointed. But over time, based on the conversations and feedback from other people, I realized that still there were things that I actually did say. So maybe more than I thought that I did. So I then let it go. I somehow said, okay, I can live with it. Well, could you elaborate a little more on your um, meeting in Slovenia with with the Institute there and just the significance of that meeting and what it could mean, positive steps moving forward? Well, to me, it was um, very meaningful in, in a couple of ways. One is that I confirmed that some of my uh, understanding of the political situation and reading of the, of the political situation was is, is sort of accurate because they had a, a, a similar interpretation of the events. And so I was glad. The other one is that I believe I found people that can um, help me uh, when I need advice in, in really tough situations. I think they'll be willing to basically listen to me and then let me know what they what they think. And I believe that having access, occasional access, occasional access, I mean, people do it for money over there. That institute is there to make money. They, they have uh, regular publications. They advise people, governments. They publish issues. They are in the media, in the media. Uh, they publish, they publish analysis, their analysis of various issues. But still, I think we established a good enough um, relationships for me to be able to occasionally ask a quick feedback on, on um, options in front ahead of us or in front of us. So uh, for me, it was one of the really one of the few excellent meetings in the past five years where you find people who know, who understand, who are willing to uh, share that knowledge, who have no specific interest in, in leaning one way or another, objective analysis, fundamental analysis, deep analysis. That's something that I rarely find here in this country and I was really really significantly um, relieved that I found them as potential resource. The other thing that I I cannot tell you enough about it is that I uh, how wonderful that country is Slovenia. I, I haven't traveled much in Slovenia when it, even when it was part of Yugoslavia. And it was always viewed as um, I viewed it, or most people viewed it as the most northwest part of Yugoslavia that was closer, closer even to Austria in terms of culture and sensibilities uh, than the rest of Yugoslavia. And their 
which is a little bit different. And uh, um, we always felt was a little bit different. So um, their industry, they were the most developed always, the Republic. Um, they had some uh, really beautiful uh, brands that were in uh, electronics uh, and such, as well as furniture, as well as the, the science. But I and they were always felt like almost like the least part of Yugoslavia because with their sensibility they were leaning more toward Western Europe. But I went there this time. I found uh, wonderful people, very professional, very very efficient, very helpful. Um, switching to to my language as soon as they notice that I'm from Bosnia, they speak it all perfectly well. In the streets, very helpful. Um, the city, beautiful, um, but not pretentious. Um, has this nice combination of history and and modernity, but without any pretense that they are. They want to be something else. It's almost like a toned down beauty, uh, but a gorgeous country. Lots of green mountains, nice highway. Highway, so I actually fell in love with the place, and I'm sure I would like to, and I will go see them uh, as often as I can. And I, just a real quick one, essentially they can serve as like an information for you or consulting to share ideas. They, they can't, because of their position, not be really proactive to push a cause or something like that? Well, they can be proactive if we had the money to pay them. Oh, I gotcha. But uh, since we don't, I, I'll suddenly read their analysis. Um, I'm on their mailing list and they send that to you. And if you have the time to read it, you read it. So their analysis of the situation is pretty good. Uh, um, it is different than the analysis that you often find in newspapers. and. and there is no this need to be populist or to come up with news that's going to wow people and shock them and so on. They are, it's it's really dry analysis based on arguments and there are projections what will happen in different kind of elections in different cities, especially uh, in this region, Western Balkans. So it is a one place that you can trust that the analysis will be unbiased, it's going to be objective. And uh, you need that in order to understand how you can swim in the future in this shark fest in the waters. So it's going to be very helpful to me. Plus, uh, they gave me some materials that they have published in the past that it's kind of relevant for our situation right here. 